Hello and welcome to the Mighty Dare podcast. In this episode, I speak to Sandy Burmy, and this is Marvin Gaye, Gotta Give It Up. So how are you? Yeah, good, mate. I think um, starting to adjust. I think is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Have you had a Have you had a roller coaster of emotions over the last two months? Well, I think um, being the sort of jujitsu obsessive that I am, uh, I was. I mean, I was training or teaching like five or six times a week, minimum five. Oh, your mic, your mic, your mic's not working. Oh no, that's terrible. Uh, is it working now? That's working. Whatever you just did a minute ago, it all went yeah. um, under the uh, I think my phone like... just locked itself, so I'll keep tapping the screen to keep it going. But yeah, no, I think like a lot of sort of jujitsu obsessives who are training five, six times a week or, or teaching, um, to have that kind of taken away almost overnight, um, I mean, that's a that's a big deal for, for jujitsu guys, especially. I think a lot of us don't just use it as our primary form of exercise, but I think um, also for, for a lot of us, it's therapy. You know, we get to mm. hang out with the guys, strangle each other, be in the moment. Um, I think that's a, that's a big deal for us. So to lose that is, uh, was it was a big blow <laughs> at first, to be honest. And uh, I'm one of those, I, I kind of resisted it at first for a little while. Um, one of my main training partners <clears throat> who I shan't name to for sake of, incriminating him but he and i made a secret little deal on the side that we would um drill in secret together two or three times a week to keep it going but it, look it just um it came to the point where we just had to accept that uh the world had moved on for a little while and um mm. and, and take it for what it is so <clears throat> so yeah that was um that was a tricky adjustment to make and uh and also uh my, both of my kids train as well so um again for them not having jujitsu was was one thing but also i mean they're uh my wife's really big on extracurricular activities you know monday it's brownies tuesday it's gymnastics wednesday it's somewhere else thursday it's piano you know like every night was something and and again almost overnight all of that kind of all of that kind of ended for a while so um yeah i think like a lot of people who are in a similar situation it's you know it's a tricky situation to manage because um, I think in a situation like this in lockdown, it's very easy to just, like my opinion is, is that I've seen people go one of two ways, um, on my social media, I've got a really diverse group of friends and family and all the rest of it. Um, and I think it goes one of two ways. I think people, especially in respect of like fitness and staying active, I think people have either gone, well, I guess I'll have to wait for the gym to reopen and I'll, you know, um, eat burgers and and drink every night 
which I've done too for, you know, um, or they've gone in the complete opposite direction and gone, right, I've got all this extra free time on my hands. I can, you know, I can go for a run every day. I can go for a bike ride every day. I can finally do this chin up challenge and, um, and all the rest of it. And I think there's not very many people left in the middle there. I think people tend to be at one end of the spectrum or the other. That's, that, that's kind of just what I've seen from my social media uh, I think with fit, with the physical fitness, it's either important to you or it's not, isn't it? Um, if you're, yeah, I think it's either you, you either it's either something you respect or you don't, and you realize and you realize that if you if, if something's been taken like your juice has been taken away from you, you have to find an, a different outlet for it. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you, Andy. Um, and I also think um, what else it's helped me do. Like you and I are a little bit different in that kind of. Um, I'm a, I'm a jiu-jitsu obsessive. That's my exercise. That's my hobby. It's my sport. It's, you know, competing and all that. That's kind of what I live for. But what, what it's made me realize is, is that I wasn't taking a very holistic view of physical health. Yes. If that makes sense. So, so mm-hmm. like, I know you're, um, you're into a lot of combat sports, but also you've done a lot of lifting, stretching, like you, you take a, a very holistic view of, of physical health. Whereas for me, it was just, is my body capable of doing the jujitsu I want it to do? Um, mm. In which case, uh, in which case I'm fine. So, so it, that's really brought it home to me. And I've um, sort of after week one, I sat there thinking. I, I mean, I, tr- I don't have weights at home. I've got a few old kettlebells, but they're not very heavy, so there's, there's not much you can do with them. So um, I started thinking to myself, right, what can I do now that will help jujitsu when it returns so i, I kind of just threw myself completely into yoga um and that's been a game changer for me if i'm honest um having not really done much before um really really enjoying the yoga yeah well i think anything you do anything you do that you haven't done before you're going to get in- incredible benefits from in the first you know six to twelve months it's like anything isn't it like the usual kind of biggest biggest growth period yeah that's good it's uh yeah, I think you're right to find something to fill that void as quick as possible. Yeah, and it's that's been a yoga's I found is found is a lot like jujitsu, where when you start it, you're completely shit, and it feels like there's no point going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you keep, if you do it every single day, I mean, it's only been five or six weeks for me, and I'm getting into some poses that I couldn't have even dreamed of six weeks ago, and mm-hmm. it's just from repetition. It's just from it's partly that, but then it's also partly, um, if I'm going to insist on my kids exercising every day, I better be showing them that daddy's doing it too. And mommy's doing it too. Cause otherwise what are we hypocrites? Right. And they've, they've no reason to listen to us. Hmm. Yeah. That's huge. Like, yeah. Learning through, um, my mind's gone blank through, um, example, example. Yes. Leading by example. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we talk about that on almost every podcast. It's like it's it's the recurring theme that you can't you can't. Um, I always say you can't tell your kids to eat their vegetables if you're eating Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, it's true, and and kids have a funny sense of um, kids. It's my my younger one especially, but I think this is true for kids in general. They have a really strong feeling of what's fair and what's not. Even though we yeah. all know, you and I know the world's not a fair place and unfair things happen to unfair people. Um, but for a kid, if something seems to be not fair, that that can be their excuse to either do something or not do something. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying to them, right, you you know, you, what, how much exercise have we done today? 
um, and that's not enough. I can't make them. If, if I'm sat on the sofa going, right, watch, um, let me call out some exercises for you. That's unfair. They're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go, that's not fair. You know, like if my younger one, if she reckons her, if she reckons her older sisters had a little bit more ice cream in her bowl than she has, that's it. It's not fair. I'm throwing a fit. So yeah, I think I'm always conscious to show them, show them that um, the rules that apply to you, they apply to me. Mm. You know, yeah. there were times I'm just sagging and, you know, or maybe I've had I've been on one call after another for work all day long. And then um, I'll make a point of going, right, I'm really tired, but I, I need to do my yoga because I've not done enough exercise today. Mm. What have you guys done? Yeah. And that's... Uh, yeah, I, I, kind of, I kind of entered this whole thing with that mindset that, because um, I had my two older kids moved in, move in with me mm. and, and I've got a five-year-old as well with my wife. Uh yeah, I had that in my mind that this is a this is I'm never going to have a better chance to give them the example. Give them the example. It's all very well you telling them all the time, like you know, you need to do your schoolwork, you need to do extra curricular stuff, you need to make sure you're doing extra studies, you need to make sure you're taking care of your body, blah 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 blah, blah all the hundred things you want your kids to do. Um, but this was the yeah, this was the perfect op- opportunity for me to lead by example, like. Um, even you just sitting, like you said, like having all your work calls, they don't normally get to see that. I think that's quite important. They like, they see you work. Oh, this is like, because they, they go to school, you go to work. They don't see what you do. The, to, to them, you probably just do nothing. Um, they don't really think about it, but then actually seeing you do the work, sit down, get on over the stuff you have to do, it kind of encourages them to like, okay, I've got to sit down and get on over what I'm supposed to do. And then, like you said, afterwards, it's not, it's not, switch off time yet it's time for us to do all the other things that we have to get on with which is you know all of the housework all of the taking care of your body all of the you know all of the day-to-day things that you need to do um and just yeah leading by example is 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 something i had in my mind when this happened yeah and i think like a big thing for me is as well was um like finding ways to make things fun for them Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't feel like a chore. It should feel like something that they want to do. Um, and that sometimes is easier said than done. So, for example, I was really keen with them. I was really keen that they not stop training jiu-jitsu. Um, and we've got a, a really modest setup at home with a couple of gymnastics mats. And um, But the thing is, again, after the first week, they were like, they were so used to like, oh, we finished us. We've done the bare minimum. We're going to go on. And there's so many distractions for kids nowadays, even at home. They can spend all day on YouTube or on a Nintendo or whatever. So I was keen to make it fun for them. And I noticed like, oh, you, you like, like watching YouTube videos. It's like, great. So how good would it be if, if there was a, if you guys could make a YouTube channel for kids to learn jujitsu? And they were all up for it. So that's how the YouTube channel started. And it's driven completely by them um like obviously the first few episodes were a bit crude and then moving on from that they pick what they want to do for the warm-up they pick um the set of techniques that we're going to do for the day um and they're really up for it they're really excited and then you know we finish the video i edit it stick it up online then they want to go watch it um and you know we're not again i think um in terms of we're not putting this content out there for the community as a whole to help people it's primarily it's it's got two purposes all the kids in in um at, in the kids class at Boreham Wood that wanted a resource to train with I was like we'll put something out for them and most importantly so that my daughters keep training during lockdown because yeah um jiu-jitsu is very it's like any exercise you use it or you lose it 
So, yeah, there was that. I mean, even the, even the morning dog walks, um, you know, they, the kids can't keep up my pace walking and, and the pace that the dog needs to go out. So we've turned it into a bike ride every morning and it's, it's great. You know, we can, I think we're getting about four and a half, five miles in every morning. Um, and it's something that they want to do now. It's it, because we've made it fun. You know, I'll come downstairs ready to walk the dog and uh, they're already sat there in there with the shoes on and, you know, like ready to go. Right. Are we going now? Um, so yeah, sometimes I struggle when I want them to do particular things like how my mindset has gone from being, you're going to do it cause your dad just told you to do it to being, okay, how can I make this a fun thing that you're going to want to do and want yeah. to do again and again? So that, that's been, it's been a real change in my, uh, it's, it's been a real change in my parenting style. I'm a, I'm like a, with the way that I parent, I'm quite big on the instilling that growth mindset in them. Um, so my my kids now, especially the older ones, they understand that. They understand the processes of uh, it's okay to be crap at something. It's okay to be to fail and do things wrong over and over again because it's part of the process of becoming good at something. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's like I, I get torn between that. Um, like I, I'm, I try to instill that same message that you're saying. I say it a different way, but whenever Roma tells me she, or an I tells me they can't do something, I say, "All right, well, let's practice until we can do it." Mm. Um, but at the same time, um, I'm a bit of a protective jujitsu dad as well, so I think sometimes I do. I have a habit of holding holding them back and not letting them surprise me. So I, I'll give you an example. The last time Roma competed. Um, she was scheduled to compete, and then the organizer emailed me the night, uh, you know, a couple of days before, and said, "Look, there's no girls in that bracket." Um, oh, you gone again? Oh, yeah. Stop. I stopped touching my screen there. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying that the last time Roma competed, there was um, there was no girls in her bracket, and the organizer emailed me and said, "Look, she can she can compete in the bracket above, um, and with boys." <clears throat> so I was like, "What?" bigger stronger older boys against my little princess i was like i'm not having it forget about it and it's funny because my wife talked to me around she said look you shouldn't be t if you say that to her now because she's all excited about compete if you say that to her now she's going to be scared of it and she's going to believe it so why don't you tell her what's going on and let her make the decision she's like how much danger is she in it's a jiu-jitsu competition you'll be sat there right there watching shouting at her so I asked her, I said, look, do you want to do it? This is the situation. And um, she, and there was a couple of boys from her club in the bracket. And she's like, yeah, why not? I'll give it a go. And, um, you know, she lost a couple of matches. She, she went, she fought twice, but she lost a couple of matches and she's real competitive. So, um, again, I have to I have to also, I think one of the things I could definitely be better at is, is letting go and, and letting them prove me wrong. Give them the chance mm. to prove me wrong. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm... Uh... I have a balance with my wife because she's the opposite, but yeah, I'm pretty much, if they're not going to kill themselves, I let them do it. Um, much to my wife's dismay. We go like, <laughs> where we live like this, there's, there's like cl cliffs and oceans and stuff. And I'm like, let them, I let them climb the cliffs and everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skydiving. You've not got there yet. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Yeah. Like uh, I'm uh, my, my daughter would definitely do that. But yeah, I'm a, uh, 
Yeah, that, that your your wife your wife was right to do that. Your wife was, I think, yeah. in my mind. And I, and I said to her on the day afterwards, I was like, I, you know what, I should listen to you probably more often because I mean, she did it again the other day. I was talking about the dog walks. My youngest one's six, and she's a very small six year old as well. Um, so I was like, she's not going to be able to hack it on us on a on a four you know four and a half five mile um, dog walk in the morning having not had breakfast. Uh, on a bike she's not going to hack it and again my wife said look you're you're not giving her enough credit you don't know what she can do yet um, let's give it a go if we have to push her bike halfway back home let's do that um, and again we did that and she loved it she, now, now she wants to do it every day so yeah I think that there's things that we can learn from our own I, I've definitely learned a lot about giving them more opportunities to surprise me mm. um, and also making the things that I want them to do fun for them to do. So I think that those have been my, my two big takeaways from this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if we're not going to use this as an opportunity to learn, then what are we doing, man? Just wasting time, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we spoke about this before as well on here. I mean, you probably are without even thinking it, you're probably doing that anyway. Like the fact that you do jujitsu, like you're, you're, you, you, you use all of your, a lot of your free time to develop skills and abilities anyway you're just not thinking about it this is just cause you to stop and be like okay what can i do with this time what can i what must how can i maximize this you probably do that anyway the fact that you're that you that you've decided to do that with this time means that you probably have that mindset anyway yeah and uh, but i think there's things that lockdowns taught me that i wouldn't have learned otherwise Hmm. um so i mean we look to and you know we we look for the part look we can find a million different reasons why this is bad but if we want to take the positives out of it the bond i i've always been really close with my daughters particularly my eldest um but the amount more time i've been able to spend with them the amount more time that of i'm talking quality time actually doing stuff hmm. together not just sitting and watching a movie on netflix or whatever but like doing real things together um, I mean, those are the moments that we'll remember on our deathbed, right? Um, oh yeah, I think and, I, I, I'm hoping that the kids. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping the kids will come out of this. Maybe not straight away, but they'll come out of this looking back on this time um, as like a really good, positive experience. If we do the right thing from as parents, yeah, because yeah. not all I think, kids, I th- not all kids are going to get that experience, unfortunately. And oh, there's going to be some kids who are yeah. way worse off because of this, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, if we can help, we can help. But uh, you know, I'm, you, you've got to focus on your family first. Yeah, hundred percent, man. But um, yeah, it's been interesting. I've been thinking about taking up some other hobbies as well. Now that I've basically completed yoga, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> completed yoga, I mastered it. Yeah, no, uh, no, yoga is a, is a tough challenge. I tell you what's been an eye opener for me, and I know a lot of this came as a consequence of lockdown, but the amount of quality um, online resources for basically anything that you want to do that's out there. Well, it shows you that everything can move online. The, the capability for most industries to fully move online is 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 there already. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I'm one of them. Um, you know, Mister London goes into London every day and works in a big office with five thousand people, and I don't think there's any plans for them all to come back to work. Hmm. Not not in the way that we used to. Everyone kind of stacked up on top of each other in that building. I think they've realised. Hold on a minute. Um, we can we can get the job done like this too. Um, and I think the vast majority of people are actually more productive working this way. 
Yeah, I think so. I think if you're good at managing time, then it's so much better for everybody. I mean, how many how many hours a day just was commuting was commuting or travelling for you? You know, you sa- you saved yourself at least four hours or so, haven't you? Yeah, that was three hours a day just getting to work yeah. and back. Where you know, I would probably at best, if I'm feeling good, I'd be listening to an audio book on my phone. If not, I'd be yeah, or, or, or a podcast or something. It's not even the actual traveling. It's the you know the it's the preparing to travel before that and making sure everything in the house is done before you leave. And it's the settling back into the routine when you get in. There's like, um, yeah, there's a big chunk of your day that you've just sort of yeah and re- gained back. But also, even just the little moments in between, like um, mm. when my kids are doing homeschooling. I tell you what, I love the fact that I could be working upstairs and. Maybe my daughter's got stuck on a particular problem on her homeschool or on her schoolwork or whatever, and she can run upstairs and go, "Daddy, can I ask you a question? How do I do this question?" Like, which isn't interrupting my work, but it's adding massive value to her. The fact that I'm here all the time. Hmm. Well, you hope that she'd be able to do that anyway with a teacher, but I think there's definitely something in asking her parent to help her and yeah. you being able to help her, or gi- even giving her the time to help her. I think is huge, isn't it? Yeah. How are your kids getting on with their schoolwork and that? Uh, well, I've got a good mixture. So I've got uh, I've got a fifteen year old who is he's got GCSEs next year, so he's basically studying for GCSEs. I've mm-hmm. got a eleven year old girl who is just about to start. This was her last year at primary school. She's about to start a secondary school, but she's developed quite early, and she's kind of totally outgrown primary school and a lot of the kids at primary school she's like a teenager already um and then i've got and then i've got a five-year-old who we're doing learning to read write maths basic maths and stuff so i've I've kind of got like a bit of everything and all of them uh there's been their challenges along the way but all of them are doing well um i like the fact that i've i've been able to add my own uh my own element of education in there as well you know the education system is a bit depends how you feel about it but it's it's there for every it's there for the masses isn't it it's just it's to get everybody through a some kind of a system um, yeah i think and it's quite old-fashioned in my eyes as well yeah so i've got a funny take on the education system because i've got my older daughter who kind of excels at everything educationally and my younger daughter who um, is a little bit more disruptive. So it's funny, you go to dis- you go to parents' evening, right? And they go to see my older daughter's teacher and then she's like, she's top of the class, she's a star athlete, she's friendly, she wins the friendship award, her attendance is perfect and we love having her and all this. Then you go and see the little one and they're like, oh, she's disruptive, she distracts all the other kids and blah, blah, you know. Um, and it's funny because a lot of the things that they it's not that my either one is better. It's just that the values my older daughter has, um, you know, inherent in herself are more, are more strongly rewarded within the education system. Mm. The values that my younger daughter has where she, she challenges you if she thinks something's wrong, if she wants mm. to go on her own way and do something, um, then she'll find her own way and do it and nothing can stop her. And those are values that are equally important in life. I mean, every entrepreneur okay. story starts that way, doesn't it? But they're mm-hmm. just not rewarded in the education system. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's. I don't know how I feel. i tell you one thing I have noticed. I don't know if you've seen this too, but obviously the schools are sending out homework for the kids, you know, like lesson plans and stuff. I feel like that's kind of tailored to 
maybe the lowest common denominator and they're finding it really easy. They're getting through it in no time. Oh yeah, mine are the same. They get through there. I mean, my my oldest, my son, who's doing GCSE stuff, it takes him a little bit longer. But to be fair, all they're sending him is sheets. He's not like having any classes or anything. So he's, he's, I feel like he's just getting good at filling out sheets. And if they were to give him like a pop quiz of what you've learned in the last two months, he'd probably flop. Um, yeah, yeah. My, 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 the uh, the two that are in primary school. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's very, very little work. My daughter finishes all of her work within an hour. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, my 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 message. Well, it just means I've got an, I've got to keep her keep her keep her with some direction for the rest of the day. But <laughs> but do you know what? I think there's a really good lesson for the kids in and of itself. So normally they go to school at nine or whatever, and they finish at half past three. That's their school day. They are stuck at school doing schoolwork from that time. But for them to learn that actually, like my older one clicked onto this really quickly. That oh, I, these are my list of things to do today, and once I've done them my time all the time that's left over is mine mm. so she will whiz through her schoolwork in next to no time my little one's starting to grab the concept too as well but just the fact that you can start out with a bunch of stuff to do and the quicker you do it the more time you get back i think that's a really great lesson here too for them mm. Mm. and we try we try yeah. to encourage that yeah i think it's been good for them as well and yeah that just that time management the work and workload done um, yeah, like you said, getting it all out of the way, not all out of the way, essentially getting it all done and out of the way. Don't stop until you've finished the work. Yeah. Um, and, or if you want to slack off, guess what? You're going to have to watch your sister, um, you know, playing in the garden <laughs> while you're still stuck doing your work and that's on you. Yeah. So, yeah. um, there's a bit of that too, but yeah. no, interesting times, complicated times. I'm not sure what, mm. the, I'm not sure what the new normal will look like on the other end of this, but, um, it won't be, are you, it won't be um, what it was. How are you feeling about the potential of the kids going back on the first, which is two weeks from now? So my wife and I are at different ends of the spectrum on this. She is very super compliance, compliance, listen to everything the government say and do what the government say. And, um, you know, she got angry at her, but her best mate came, uh, came over with, her daughter just into the driveway because she wanted to come see the dog and she got angry at her. Whereas my take on it is that um, I try and take a bit more of a holistic view and start and look at other sources of information outside of what Boris is saying. So that's a very long winded way of me saying, <laughs> I think it's great if they want to go back to school, send them um, um, under the I right. Think the re- I think there's, yeah. there's households where, there's households where there's vulnerable people in that household and maybe it's not wise for them to send their kids there. But, um, I'm pretty sure everyone in this house has, has, has probably had it or been exposed enough to have had it and been in asymptomatic. So hmm. I think if the kids want to go and, and it's good for that, I think it's good that they're missing. The one thing that they're missing is that socializing. Element. Yeah, social. Yeah. Yeah. And that I think, I think we do more harm than good by keeping them, away from other kids for too long and not to compare kids to dogs but <laughs> the difference between a dog that was socialized well and a dog that's kept in isolation and never gets to be with other dogs is as a dog owner i notice it i can tell you from yeah and i think we risk doing that to our kids yeah i think that i'm wary of that i'm wary of the social aspect of their development but i am 
looking at the actual logistics of what it's going to be like for them during a school day. Uh, and I don't know what I don't know what inf- what you've seen or what access to things you've had. But we, I know a lot of teachers, and we've been getting sent pictures and stuff of how they're setting up the schools and how they're setting up the playground where all the kids have to be in their own little section and they can't interact with each other and they only get it's like prison they get like a little one meter by one meter square outside and they have to stay in that square and when they're going down the halls they've all got to like walk in a certain way down the hall and they're separating all the all the tables and everything so i don't know that they're going to get that much of a social interaction if they go anyway yeah um, i worry about the psychological effect of that though you know, kids be yeah. feeling like someone's walking past me. They might, they might be carrying some deadly disease or what, because that's mm. not the reality of life, right? Mm. Um, under normal circumstances, right? and 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 don't, I don't mean to make light of um, of coronavirus, or, or I know it's been and it's had it affects different people different ways, but I don't want them you know, crossing the other side of the road, crossing to the other side of the road every time someone walks past them, you know, long-term, because that's what they learned. You know, the learned behavior was to fear being within two meters of anybody. Um, I just wonder what kind of effect that's likely to... I mean, I don't think it's made a massive difference to my two, but certainly I know that there's kids out there who are, you know, they're they're now scared to see anyone. They don't want to see the grandparents. They don't want to... Uh, they don't want to see their friends and you know because it's we've instilled this fear in them or we've allowed it to be instilled in them and to- yeah i imagine i imagine it's probably a reflection on, on the parents attitude towards it isn't it like yeah. the parents are fearful parents are fearful when they're you know trying their very best not to be around other people when they're cro- they're the people that are crossing the road when they see you come in and stuff i imagine that's where the kids will be picking that up yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think you need a bit of balance. I think they've obviously got to understand the situation and they've obviously got to respect other people's concerns. Um but yeah, I think you're yeah. I think you're right in in that it has to be it has to be balanced out with the reality of what is actually happening in the in the real world and like you said the chances are your family could go out you could go out down the park now and to the into the high street now and you're going to come back and you're going to be fine yeah and i mean to be honest a lot of people since they said we're relaxing things they don't care anymore i went to morrison's the other day and people were walking around like there was no effort to socially distance people were just walking around Mm. doing their thing doing their shopping Mm. which is fine i'm not worried i'm not at risk but um uh yeah i think you hit the nail on the head when you said respect for other people's concerns because just because i i happen to be lucky enough to be in an environment where we're you know there's no vulnerable people in my house doesn't mean that other people ain't so if they if i am walking down the road and someone crosses the road that's fine that's on you know i'm not going to take that personal um and i don't think anyone should but it's uh but but yeah, again, some, like I said, some good things have come out of this. Community spirit has never yeah. been higher on my road. I didn't. Yeah, I, I knew two of my neighbours, and I've lived there nine years. Now I know them all. Yeah, I'm the same. I've been here two years, and I only ever said hi to my neighbour. And now I've had like conversate like hour long conversations, and I've done things to help him. Yeah. Uh, Lending you know, to the like, tools. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I've like bought. We bought food to the. I got a neighbour. He's a. Um, both sides are actually a lot older than us. We bought them food. Um, I did some stuff for one of my neighbors to make sure he's got money coming in because he's a music teacher and he wasn't making any money. Nice. Um, 
And yeah, like obviously you've got the Thursday thing where everyone comes out and everyone's like waving at each other and making sure everyone's all right. And yeah, um, yeah, it is nice. I, 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 uh, I, I'm not sure that it will continue though. It's very, well, I it think, will be very easy for people to go back to the way they were. And of course they will. But I tell you what's been nice. My, um, my missus, uh, she, her business has stopped, so she's looking for stuff to do. So she mm. got together with a group of other school mums and they all left boxes of food, like empty boxes. And they said, if you want to donate, here is the stuff you can donate. We're taking it to the food bank uh, on X days. She's going to leave it outside for three days. And I said to her, I said, listen, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but no one's going to donate because the things you are asking for, people were having fistfights in supermarkets over them same things about Mm. a few weeks ago. So, you know, don't just manage your expectations. Don't get your hopes up. And every single day that that box was out there, I've had to go out there and empty it about three or four times. The amount of stuff that people dropped was insane. Mm. We had to take like, um, like the car was full, or the the boot and all the back seats and everything. I was I was blown away. Um, and I think um, it's nice that it seems that people have come out of that immediate fear and you know grab for myself type stage. And now they're like, okay, well, what can we do to help other people that are, are less fortunate? That's been dead nice. I was, uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but the, see how the, essentially the whole world has come together to deal with this problem. Um, and I was reading something or I was listening to something somewhere before and it was, why can't we do this for bigger, like other issues in the, in the world right now? Like, why can't we all come together to solve the, you know, the, um, the plastic issue? Well, why can't we all come together to solve the pollution issue? Why can't we all come together? Because it's something that we need to do collectively, right? Everybody needs to do it. Everybody needs to change the way they recycle. Everybody needs to change the way that they consume products. Everybody needs to change the way they do something to get whatever it is that we're working towards. And for this, for this particular thing, everybody seems to have done it. And it just shows you that, that it would be easy for us all to work together towards a common goal um yeah do you know in other things we we don't seem to really do it i read something similar and that got me thinking and i have a theory on this an utopian society yeah but i have a theory on this i think if we want to solve a problem that problem has to hurt you personally first yeah 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 of course so if you want to solve cancer if you want to go and run a marathon for cancer i i reckon the vast majority of people that do that have lost someone close to them and and because i think lockdown and this pandemic has affected every it's hurt everyone in one way or another personally um that's what's brought everyone together and i think that's what's bringing out this community spirit it's like um uh that whole you know having a the the nation comes together when they've got a shared enemy type mentality Mm. i think i think that's Mm. what's that's what's doing it and that's why the world's come together because the world's got this this shared enemy, as it were, at the moment. But I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, if this is solvable, then what else is? P- possibly anything. Yeah, potentially anything, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been... Yeah, you're right in the fact that it, they've just said, you need to do this, otherwise you or your loved ones are going to die, <laughs> is kind of what they've said. <laughs> yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, or, or you might risk hurting someone you know you might risk hurting someone else so hmm. but yeah i think i think that's the that's the key if we wanted to um i don't know 
get everyone recycling, we'd have to make them all suffer somehow personally by not recycling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's not an immediate danger to you, isn't it? I suppose. No, no, it's a whole climate change thing as well. Like, whatever the result of that is, whatever you choose to believe, it's probably not going to hurt us in our lifetimes. Yeah, well, that's what that's what all of the uh, the what's the girl's name? All the all the youngsters oh, that, that are, Greta. Yeah, they're all kicking off, saying, <laughs> you "Bloody bastard!" <laughs> yeah, you bloody bastard! It's not going to affect you; it's going to affect us. Yeah, she's got a point. <laughs> she does have a point. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with her delivery style, but you know, mm. well, I guess it's whatever sends you viral nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Well, also, she's a child. She's like a kid, yeah. isn't she? She's not, not really. No one insults her. She's not a child. Uh, she's that's like, yeah. Yeah, that's how we should. Um, that's how we should get some more people listening to Sandy. When you say something really controversial, someone can, <laughs> someone can make a soundbite out of it. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, even on that whole coronavirus, you know, like I say, I'm not a vulnerable. This household ain't vulnerable. You know, there's, there's been instances that have drove it home to me. I remember. Have you seen the thing recently where um, Roger Gracie comes out talking about his experience with coronavirus? I haven't no. No, so he posted a video, and uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, obviously, I'm biased because you know I'm RGA, but um, uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Rogers. The guy's like Superman to me, um, and he posted online a video of him talking about how he had coronavirus, and he, he genuinely thought he was going to die from it. He genuinely thought it was going to kill him. Um, how it had him completely flawed and knocked out. He, he didn't know how he was going to get out of it. So. You know, it, it, it's there. It's, it's certainly a real thing. If it's gonna, if it can get Roger Gracie, it can get anyone. But um, there's got to be another side to this as well. Well, we're led to believe that it's kind of this is a, a, some form of the way we're living now is the new norm until a vaccine. Yeah. Which, um, if you're if you're kind of sensible and living the real and lit like you know being realistic about it that's going to be a long time yeah i don't know did you listen to do you listen to joe rogan at all i've i've um sometimes i haven't really listened to any media i haven't even been yeah. watching the news since this whole thing started yeah when he has scientific experts on or whatever and sometimes they have conflicting opinions which is fine but um the Elon Musk one, that when Elon Musk went on recently, that was quite interesting because he likes to break things down super scientifically. And his his whole point is that the mortality rate isn't anywhere near what's actually being reported, and here's why. Um, and perhaps this whole thing was an overreaction, but it's a really good dress rehearsal for if something that was actual deadly came along uh, mm. and had a much higher mortality rate. Um which is again, it's you know, it's likely to happen. It happens every once in a while. Yeah. You know, they didn't have social distancing when there was the Spanish flu or the plague or anything like that, and that didn't work out too well. So, so you know, there, maybe there is some logic to what we're doing. Yeah, well, they didn't have the luxury of the internet where you can just spread <laughs> you, can, you can just spread the message really quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they would they, they would they wouldn't have noticed until people started dying, and they were like, "Hang on, what's going on?" They wouldn't even have, they wouldn't have known what was happening in China, would they? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, it would have taken them months to realise what's happening in China. Yeah. <laughs> but no, complicated times. But again, like I said, trying to trying to make the most of it. And I think overall, if I'm gonna be honest, um I've I've gained more from this experience in terms of picking up new things and 
starting new things from scratch and the amount of times I've had with my children and the, the actual quality of that time um, and the activities that we've been able to do together. Um, mate, I'm living the dream. I, I, I barbecue dinner almost every night. <laughs> <laughs> in, what, what, in what other world do I get to do that unless I was retired? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm uh, I'm the same. I'm en- I'm enjoying I'm enjoying all of the good things that have come from it, and I don't. What's the point in f- focusing on the negative? It makes it, it ser- doesn't serve me, so I don't really anyway. So, mm. um, yeah, this has been a good experience. Here's one for you because you're you're into combat sports as well, and you and you've uh, you got quite deep into jiu-jitsu at one time. When do you think jiu-jitsu is coming back? And what form do you think it's coming back in? I mean, I still do jiu-jitsu. I'm still yeah. quite like, I'm missing it just like you. Um, it's a difficult one. It really is a difficult one. It depends on where you train and and the people that you're able to train with, I think. If you've got a, a, a small bunch of guys who are sensible, then I imagine you can probably get small groups back together in by the summer. I would say, but I, I don't, I don't see schools opening up. I don't see jujitsu schools opening up. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them just die as a business. They just die out. See, see, I thought about this from a business. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen to jujitsu for obvious reasons, but also I think it would be a shame for the world. But I was, um, I was thinking about this from like a business perspective. I think like with any like fitness type fit be it combat sports or a gym or whatever your lifeblood is new members because mm. one way or another older members will drop off they'll move house or they'll whatever you know um so you have to keep having new members in and how i just wonder what jiu-jitsu looks like to someone who's never done jiu-jitsu and they walk mm. into you know they walk into rga books and they see you know f- 50 people climbing on top of each other on the mats um you know with sweating and dripping all over each other as well um I wonder whether I wonder whether it's changed people's opinion about trying even trying jujitsu for those guys that normally wouldn't. Yeah, well, I, I think like you have to look at it from a business point of view because even the guys like you who are just diehards, with, without the business there, there's there's nowhere for you to trade anyway. So I think, like you say, the the you know eighty percent of the of the memberships that actually make the owners the money is white belts blue belts and kids and like you said it's yeah. not gonna they're, they're not they're not gonna come back they're not gonna come back and people aren't gonna be able to pay the overheads and there's only so long you can hold on and be realistic about it and businesses will have to close they will have to close i was talking to someone i know this morning who owns a personal training studio and he's just closed. He's just he's just made the decision like this week that what's the point? There's no point in him. He might as well just close, and that, so that business is gone. It's over. Yeah, uh, which would be a huge having- shame because you know academies can feel like your safe space. You know, it's like it's your happy place that you go to and and rest of the world. But I I think I don't think jujitsu is going to die. But I think you're you're right in that. You know, the the full time purpose built type academy places are likely to struggle in the coming months, and I think we're going to see a shift towards because I see both sides, right? Like my, I've got RJ Box, which is which is my HQ, um, and then there's um, Boreham Wood where we have the, we teach the kids classes and stuff, and and they're the completely different models, right? So, hmm. um, you know, Boreham Wood, we've been able to shut down that club without incurring any cost because the gym is shut. We rent the space. Yeah. But if that 
space is you know owned and leased and operated for a specific purpose and you're still having to pay bills i think that's a that's a different i I think i feel like we might see more of the pop-up jujitsu type clubs if that makes sense and perhaps less you know big full-time academies like rga hq or um well i I I think it will it will come down to how good people are at business as you know, especially in the yeah. jiu-jitsu community, there's a lot of people who are just very relaxed and they're not necessarily businessmen. So they're not running, not particularly running a good business. Um, they're definitely going to suffer from this. Uh, I think, I think you're right in the fact, I think you'll see more like old school garages, like a, what's it called? Like, you know, like a Gracie garage or whatever yeah. it used to be called. I think you'll see that where there's just like someone like yourself, for instance, has a garage and they convert it into a, uh, a space for jiu-jitsu and you have a couple of people come in and you get and you still get to train jiu-jitsu uh yeah i just i think the whole martial arts industry the fitness industry as well um what about jiu-jitsu and grappling competition because i you know competition's a, a, a big deal for me personally i know not everyone feels the same way but um i, I love it and i encourage it with my kids as well yeah, and I wonder what that. I wonder what form right. that's going to take on the other side. Well, it's just all. It's just all sport. I mean, mm. especially con- especially contact sports. All contact sports are going to be in trouble. Um, yeah, rugby team playing a rugby team. That rugby. Uh, you know, Eleven guys. That I don't know how many guys are on a rugby team. Sorry, that's terrible. <laughs> I just exposed myself there, didn't I? But <laughs> playing a bunch of guys who you don't know on the other side and, and knocking into each other. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they had the the Bundesliga started this weekend, so there was football on live football. Yeah, uh, the Germans are pretty efficient in general, as and a, they've as managed a, this really well. Yeah, but it's tough to see what they were doing. To, I don't know. I don't follow it too closely, but it's funny their numbers stayed low as you'd expect Germany to. But I, having not, you know, I'm not a scientist or a, or a disease specialist, but I can't see what they've done that's so special that made the difference. Especially like if you look at it geographically where they are in Europe, yeah. like they're right dead in the middle. They can't really hide. You know, we, if anything, we should have been, we, we've got the one of the highest death toll, haven't we, supposedly? But we're like an island, right? We should have, <laughs> some, somehow somehow that should have benefited us. But, you know, Germany's right in the middle and they seem to have done really well out of it. Yeah, German engineering, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't see what they've done different. If there is a magic pill there somewhere, um, then we need to find it. But again, you know, it's... Um, if we, I mean, we could go on about. I don't really want to go into politics anyway. No. But um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, like I said, I don't know enough of the other details to to have an opinion on it, really. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Uh, I mean, I have my opinions, but they're very uninformed. So yeah. um, not, certainly not something I'd say in public with you. But <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, focusing on the positives, it's you know, it's been beautiful. Blessed, blessed with great weather over this time as well, and it's just been, um, you know. As a lockdown experience, I get missing jujitsu aside. Um, I've I've had more positives out of this than I've had negatives. I think my kids and my family have benefited from it massively, um, and I think that if I think that lockdown will be what you what you decide to make it. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the reasons that a lot of people are doing so well in this in this environment is it shows that this is. Uh, this sort of pace of life is how we're supposed to live. Like a, as human beings, this is we, we can. This is much easier for us. The, the your 
your stress levels are lower. Like uh, everyone's, people are worried about this, the stress from this, but like, let's not try and pretend that the way that life was before is like a, a stress-free paradise. Mate, you know what? Uh, I think you've proper hit the nail on the head there because uh, that just really resonated with me. I just thought to myself, as you were saying it, I've, at my work in particular, I've felt so stressed at times at work. And over the last five weeks, I've probably, I've almost certainly worked harder and put in more hours over that period of time, but no stress. Hmm. Or, it, or you know, it doesn't affect me the same way. You've de- you're definitely onto something there. Yeah, I think I think just this like this pace of living suits us as human beings a lot more. There's obviously a bunch of issues that come with it, but uh, yeah, generally I think it's just a it's a much better and we've said it multiple times in this conversation a more holistic way of living, uh, like focus focusing on community, small community. Um, the fact that your world has got smaller and you can't travel as much, you definitely can't travel to other countries, but even driving, you can't, um, I mean, my life before this was, uh, between Newcastle and London. I would travel between both of those places often. Um, and for, yeah, for a lot of people, just like you can't get around, like even, even your work, you would have to travel. How many miles is that that you traveled into work every day? That's 25, yeah. 30, yeah. yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, your world's much smaller. You're just, you're kind of con- you're, you're confined to your own town now. Andy, you're onto something there, my friend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure it will change civilization, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just a- no, but there's, um, there's a lot of, um, I know you read a fair bit as well, and, and, um, <clears throat> most of the stuff that we read is kind of along the same lines, but um, I can't tell you how many places I've seen it referenced what the, you know, what the average community is, the size of the community is rather that that humans should live in. And it's not Mm. thousands and tens of thousands and millions. It's, it's a much, much smaller number. And I think that's what we're seeing now. Um, That's why everyone's much happier. Yeah. because you know we don't have to feed this community of millions and thousands of people be a part of that yeah, or feel like you have to be like 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 uh like you take social media for instance like the that i can i can share my thoughts with the world as if they're important do you know what i mean like i can yeah whereas like we just said am i looking after my neighbor am i making sure my neighbor's all right or am I trying to influence someone in another country yeah. that really doesn't matter? And I, I've seen, yeah, we both have. We've, we, yeah, you see people that are constantly trying to make these profound or prophetic or or controversial statements on social media because they're trying to increase that engagement level or the amount of interactivity. I don't. Care. I mean, you and I are roughly the same age, so you know that was never important for us when we were young. It's, it's funny because. Mm. When we did the YouTube channel um, and the kids' jujitsu class on there, um, I had a bunch of comments from really helpful, friendly comments with well intentioned from a lot of people saying, "Well, if you just did this, if you took the warm up out and just focused on the technique, if you just um, did it in a series like this, and blah 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 blah," and sh- um, which is all really, really good advice. If I was trying to build some kind of brand, I'm not. 
what yeah, I'm trying, trying to, to do, get I'm, your, I'm get doing your kids this. to have some. Exactly. I'm just trying. This is my kids' jujitsu class. So we're going to do a warm up. We're going to do the exercises. We're going to drill in reps. It might be boring to watch if you're a casual YouTube subscriber, but I'm not doing it for you. Um, same with the kids at Boreham Wood who have been participating. And a load of them have been getting on with it as well. And, you know, I want them to have a jujitsu lesson. Any, if you want to go and Google tech, YouTube for particular techniques online, there's going to be better people than me showing them. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to win anything there. But, yeah, it's not, it's not about that. And I've also seen as well, you know, when we're coming back to the resources, I've seen that, um, and I'm not saying anyone should give away their resources for free, um, even personal training. I know I've got a lot of good friends who are personal training. It took them decades to build up the knowledge that they've got. It shouldn't have to be for free. Um, but there have, I've seen lots and lots of um, people trying to almost take advantage of the situation, as it were, um, you know, with their online platforms and programs and what they're charging and stuff. And that I'm not particularly down with. But, uh, I, th- I think the because I'm a bit closer to this, so um, I think the mistake a lot of people in their fitness industry are making is that they had one model before, whether it was eight weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then and then everything's changed, and they've suddenly had to, or they've decided they're going to become online coaches or online trainers. But what they don't realize is there's a whole bunch of people who have been doing that for ten years already. Yeah, and you can't compete with those guys. You can't compete. You can't suddenly just enter a enter a workspace and 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 dominate it when you're you've got to make mistakes. You've got to fuck up a bunch of times until you perfect you perfect your art. And there's there's uh, too many people that have already done that. Like if you like look at the uh, what's the guy's name um, Joe Wicks. Yeah. Like almost almost instantly when this came out, he was like, right, I'm doing. Um, I haven't actually watched any of it, but I know people have done it. He, he was yeah. doing. I, yeah, he was doing like I've an on, on, with him, yeah. Yeah, he was doing like an online yeah. PE classes or something, yeah. which is great, which is a a great idea. Uh, but he already had the infrastructure there. He already had the audience there. He already had the, you know, the technology he needed in place to do it. Like he was already ready to go. So someone trying to like figure that out and and trying to do something similar now, you're too far behind. You're too far behind. Yeah, um, and like, like like you said with the jujitsu, all the people who are trying to jump on with the jujitsu um, tutorials, and I imagine it will be useful for their actual membership. But you can't compete with um, Marcelo Garcia online and Roger yeah. Gracie online. Like these things are already established. Like you're not suddenly going to just be, you know, Bogner Regis BJJ and make make a humongous, <laughs> a hu- humongous online following. Like take care yeah. of your of your mem- of your members for sure, but. Don't be don't be fooling yourself that you can like uh, th- that you can enter this space and be and and, and like yeah. dominate it because you can't because there's people who are already doing it. Yeah, and it's very uh, jujitsu is a game very driven by names as well. But I think that's been a in that particular space. I think there's been a great response from the jujitsu community. Uh, I mean, um, I'm not sure if I should even say it, but Roger's giving away access to RGA TV for Roger Gracie Academy members. Um, which he normally charges for, so that's free for a little while. Um, Bernardo Faria um, often gets uh, sometimes bad-mouthed by people for the fact that he's got all these online instructionals and how expensive they are and all the rest of it, but he's given away so much free content, and it's not Mm. crap content either. It's world champions showing world-class things that 
you know, hours and hours and hours of content that probably cost a fortune to produce, and he's giving it away for free. So um, I think the jiu-jitsu community in particular has responded to that uh, that really well. But, again, it's funny, I was talking to Seymour uh, and some of the guys from Boreham Wood the other night. We had a Zoom call, and he's like, all these online... I've lost you. Oh. Oh, sorry. I'm not sure how much you missed of that, but um, yeah, I was talking to Seymour and some of the Boreham Wood guys the other night. And he's like, "All these online instructionals are great, but who am I going to do them with?" Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not going to do the Craig Jones heel hook system with my six year old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is a shame. I mean, I've uh, so my son's 15, fifteen. He's yeah. not huge. He's like he's maybe fifty six kilos. I'm ninety six kilos. Um, yeah. And I've been doing a little bit of grappling. We started doing some because uh, I do more. I do a lot of wrestling, so I was doing yeah. some Greco Greco Roman with him. Uh, That's but yeah, I can't. I can only really do te- techniques. We can drill techniques. I can't. I can't spar with him um, because it's. I, I can. I can do what I want. I can potentially do what I want. The reality is, I, is I, that he could hit something on you perfectly, and you'd still be able yeah. to power that in Greco at least. If he was doing freestyle yeah. and he caught your leg, that's different. But yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying doing the techniques, but you know, you know yourself with yeah. any any good martial art, you need to be, you need to be doing it live to to get the actual tech because it's all timing and and feel and sensitivity is is the is the is the way that you actually pull these things off. Yeah, um, yeah, it's that so feeling yeah. of you know why why does Roger catch catch the cross collar choke from the mount on world champ you know whereas everybody else abandoned that move at white belt. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been interesting. But I tell you what, I'm going to have to shoot off soon because I'm going to have to um, fire up the barbecue for my nightly ritual. But <laughs> mate, it's been really great catching up with you, man. I, I, what's really what's on the menu tonight? Uh, tandoori chicken. T- well, it's not technically tandoori chicken because tandoori chicken needs to be cooked in a tandoor. So, uh, but it's tandoori style chicken off the barbecue. My uh, nice. my missus has been marinating it, so I've been uh, I've been tasked with that tonight. But excellent, um, yeah, that's it. Lots of lean meat. Yeah, I've been eating well. The, the, I think there's definitely st- a lot of people are noticing that just uh, cooking for yourself. <laughs> uh, Do you know is... what the other thing is as well? The kit. Nobody wants takeaway. I've noticed that. We've some one week we'd gone like two or three weeks without a takeaway, and I said to the kids, "Do you fancy a takeaway tonight? It's the weekend, and you haven't had one for a while." And they're like, "Well, what else could we have? Can we make sausages and burgers on the barbecue?" I was like, oh, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> yeah, that's good. But, well, bad bad for the takeaway businesses, but uh, yeah, good. For I your think health. some of the takeaway businesses are doing phenomenally well. Yeah, yeah, uh, because I think a lot of people are just relying on that. Uh, like I said, we talked about people at different ends of the spectrum. You know, I think the takeaway businesses have been all right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think restaurants have done well in adjusting. Uh, you know, people have got to eat. So, <laughs> and I think you'll be surprised about how many people can't cook. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't claim to be a, a cook or a chef by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm I'm handy on the barbecue and I can do the rudimentary things that need to be done to feed my kids relatively healthily but uh yeah. my missus that's what you need yeah my missus is big into nutrition she um she got into like you know those um bikini bodybuilding show type things so she knows what she's doing in terms of nutrition and cooking and she she preps a lot of food as well so it makes my mm. job quite easy yeah nice 
But no, mate, I've really got to shoot, but it's been a real pleasure catching up, Andy. You uh, take care. Um, say hi yeah, thanks for your time. Say hi to any of the lads that you see. So it's been we'll do. Long. <laughs> All right, mate. We'll catch up soon, yeah? Take care. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay safe and see you again next time. You won't see me again next time, but you know what I mean. Maybe. <laughs>